0: sunglasses on. I'm at a funeral. Oh, sunglasses. Yeah. Are we live? Fuck it. Welcome back to the Boneyard Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Jared Shepard, along with my good friend, Artemis Brower. We're coming to you this week with episode 185, 185. Yes, sir. Artie, how we doing, my friend?
1: We're not doing too bad. We're not doing too bad. We're a lot better than we were a few days ago. I'll say that. I've uh, I've been quiet in the chats, and I've been been quiet overall uh, because I've been battling the flu. Got that this past weekend. Uh, Artie, flu game. yeah, yeah, had had my little had my little flu bug this past weekend. I was uh, I was in the bed. I probably probably slept a solid 16 hours straight, I think on Saturday or Sunday, one of those days. I was I was like completely dead to the world. So, uh, just now getting back in the swing of things, back to 100 yesterday. So, but we're good, man. I you know, the, the the health is good now. We're back up. We're we're live and we're good to be here. Excited to bring another episode of the Boyer podcast. How well, are you
0: look- well let me ask, did you get a flu shot? No. No, okay. I've never had a flu shot and I've never really had the flu.
1: So But the one time I did get a flu shot, I got the flu the same season. So <laughs> it didn't it didn't do what it needed to do.
0: <laughs> so uh, that's, that's the first time I've
1: gotten the flu. This year was the first time I got the flu since I was a kid. It's been about 15 years.
0: All right. Well. Uh but no already things are good. Uh life's good, kids good, wife's good, family's good, every everything's good here. We're 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 peachy. We're yeah. just peachy yeah. here, Artie. Um yeah, no, no complaints. Had a long weekend, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get to spend some quality time with the fam. Uh but Artie, episode 185. Do you have a number 85 for me?
1: I do have a number 85. Um now this guy that I'm about to mention, he's not chalk even though he is an NFL Hall of Famer. Um, he is a college football Hall of Famer, um, but not Chalk. I don't think this is a name that a lot of people um, will, will know when I say the name. Maybe old heads might know the name, but I don't think anybody our age or younger is going to know the name. But that is one Jack Youngblood, former defensive end uh, for the Los Angeles Rams of the National Football League. Uh, just read off some of his stats because I, you know, this was amazing when I, when I saw him. First team or five-time first team All-Pro, three-time second team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time NFL sacks leader in 1974 1979, NFL 1970s All-Decade team. Uh, He's in the St. Louis football ring of fame. He's in the Los Angeles Rams uh, ring of fame, number 85, retired by the Rams. And he was first-team All-SEC, first-team All-American at Florida. So uh, Jack Youngblood, O.G., uh, really, really, really famous defensive end. I did not know the name or did not know his credentials before I looked him up today, but uh that's my 85 for the week.
0: All right. That's a good one. Uh I, I've got a couple already, and I, I'm gonna Go I'm on. gonna rattle them off to you. I'm gonna give a shout out to, to our boy Brandon, uh with, with the yeah. plug. 85. What always, always serving nuggets. Love Brandon. CJ Johnson uh announced his number 85 in the UFL. So shout out to that. I'll be watching the NFL this season. And then I'm gonna go. This this is gonna be my chalk, Artie. Okay. Okay. Got to go, Ocho Cinco.
1: Yeah, I.
0: You know that, that's chalk. Of
1: course, of course, I was thinking
0: it, but I couldn't. I couldn't go, Ocho Cinco, man. That that that's chalk. And then Artie, the one I thought you were gonna take. Uh huh. And this this is this is my present to you. I, I will announce it. The 1985 Super Bowl champion Chicago
1: Bears. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the 85 Bears. I, I was. I Duh, was Bears. That. But now, to me, that was too chalk. I didn't. I didn't want to do that one either. But I was thinking that. That's a good
0: one. It's an excellent one. So I, I had three. 85. C.J. Johnson. Shout out Brandon Avery. UFL. Uh, then Chad Ocho. You got to go Ocho Cinco. You know, I, I can't. The man literally changed his
1: name to 85. That's true. That is, that is true. That is true. As it pertains to my 85 bears, I can't be too happy about it. Cause I wasn't alive. So it's not like I can really claim there. it because I didn't see it. That, that,
0: that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about the 95 Braves while I was five months old. I didn't enjoy it. Right. Right. So, I mean,
1: yeah, it's, it's there, but it's not a championship I actually enjoyed. So.
0: Yeah. Well, all right, Artie, before we get started, let's, uh, let's do some housekeeping notes. Uh, Boneyard podcast, proud to be members of the variety sports podcast network. Shout out to them. We, uh, uh, if you didn't see already, I don't know if you saw this, the five hole podcast made made its, uh, second episode uh, of the season earlier this week. We're going to, we're recording every Monday night, uh, 9 PM Eastern time. Make sure you subscribe at variety sports network, follow variety sports network on, on social media. And, uh, Monday night, tune in. If, if you're a hockey fan, tune in. It's me and three other guys. We're, we're, we're just talking puck. Um, so check that out. Lots of great content. I mean, baseball season, pitchers and catchers have reported. Um, NFL season, I mean, we're getting ready for the draft. Will the Bears trade down? What's going to happen there? Are the Falcons going to get a quarterback? What's going to happen there? I mean, lots of storylines. Are our, our Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey – we're not talking Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. We're not doing that, but, uh, lots of great content. And then also shout out to purple and gold collective. Proud to be partnering with them. Um, it's a, it's a new NIL collective. We'll, we'll be talking more about it, um, as time goes on. But I mean, Todd and, and that crew, I mean, doing some great work so far. Um, so stay tuned, stay, stay tuned on that. Um, more more to come on, on, on that front. Shout out purple and gold collective. All right, Artie. Um let's dive into it. We we got a lot to talk about. Let's do it. Right. And and we'll we'll start off. Uh ECU football. There's been some non conference adjustments. Games getting shifted around. Uh people have been I've been seeing people are, are not very happy with, with what John Gilbert's doing with, with ECU's schedule um removing games from the schedule, canceling series, putting on some more FCS opponents which to me I'll give I'll give my stance and then I'd love to hear yours mm-hmm. on on adding more FCS opponents. We saw the framework last year when Liberty had one of the easiest schedules in college football as a group of five program, that's what was needed. You, you go undefeated, you get that, that top group of five, uh, spot. And now you're into the 12 team playoff. Now Liberty got steamrolled by Oregon. So I I do think that there is something to be said there about playing better quality opponents, like, like likes of Cincinnati and UCF and Houston uh, of years past. But, You've got to also make sure that hey, we're we're scheduling a light enough schedule where, where we're giving ourselves a shot. Um I love hey, I love having the power five teams on our schedule and I wish we had more of them. Um but I, I understand from that stance if if that's his stance on it, I understand it. Your your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I I do get it, and, and from that ten standpoint, you got you gotta win what's in front of you right you gotta you gotta take the schedule as is and and win what's in front of you if you're EC football um and i would be lying if i said our schedule this upcoming season does not look enticing right it, it looks like a schedule that if we have everything rolling if we do everything that we're supposed to do we have a legitimate chance to win the 10 games if not more we have we have we have a real realistic shot of getting the double digit wins um and and, and writing our own history in the next year or two um Obviously, we want to have better competition. Obviously, we want the Carolinas and the States and the South Carolinas and the Virginia Techs on the schedule. That's that's what you want on there, right? That's what you've grown accustomed to as an East Carolina fan. Obviously, we still need to have marquee non-conference games to be considered legit. But you're right. Liberty had a, a nothing of a, of a schedule, and they played Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl last year. So, Look at
0: Michigan's schedule last year.
1: Michigan's Michigan's non-conference was cheeks. It was absolute cheeks. And we were they on played, it. they cake what now, granted, they played stiff competition in the end and they got it done. But yes, it, it was it was some cheeks. But at the end of the day, whatever the schedule is, when win what's in front of you. And I, I think for ECU as, as a program that is trying to get back to winning ways, I think it does help when you kind of do some more FCS scheduling, maybe soften your schedule a little bit kind of create that winning culture again, and then maybe get it back to where you can, you know, play up to your competition and schedule some more um, powerful non-conferences. But I I, I see the vision. I I definitely see what he's trying to do, especially with it going to a 12 team playoff. And if you went out, you have a legitimate shot of getting into that playoff. And once you get into the dance, that's all you, that's all you're going to ask for. It's just getting into the dance and anything can happen. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. All Let's talk about some of these changes. So. ECU's game in 2027 at South Carolina in Columbia has been moved to 2030. Okay. This may be getting ready for the SEC going to to non-conference uh, games. Yeah. So that, that may be part of the reason why. Uh, okay. ECU's 2027 game at Old Dominion has been moved up to 2026 in September 26th in Norfolk. Okay. Then – in 2026, ECU has added an FCS, FCS opponent in North Carolina Central, so NC Central out uh, of the MEAC. Okay. Then in 2028, it's crazy that we're scheduling these games out so far in advance. Yeah. Um, but that, that's just the way, world of college football. In 2028, uh, ECU has added a game against Charleston Southern. Out of the Big South, Ohio State Valley, or the Ohio Valley Conference, um, and then lastly, ECU has added a 2030 game against Norfolk State, who we will see Labor Day weekend in Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium. Yeah. Anything jump out from from those changes?
1: Yeah, you know, I I love to see the scheduling of of, of more of these um, HBCUs. I love to see the scheduling of, of Central. Um they're a pretty good program. Um, they're definitely a program. If they do we don't we don't, you know, button up they they can do to us what Ant did to us a couple years ago. Um, so that's that's definitely not a not an easy one. I hate to see the, the South Carolina game get pushed to 2030. I, I really, really do looking forward to that one being in just a few short years. Now it's six years away, which um it just sucks. But you know, it is what it is. But um outside of that, I mean kind of just business as usual.
0: Yeah, and then uh, as a reminder, in 2024, ECU's non-conference slate is Norfolk State. Then they travel up to then they travel up to Norfolk and play at Old Dominion. Then the next two weeks, at or at home against App, yeah. on the road at Liberty. I mean, you've got a you've got a pretty tough Group of Five non-conference schedule. You don't have any P5 teams on there, but you've got overall. I mean, Old Dominion. They're they're not they're not too shabby, right? The, App State, They'll be game. They'll, they'll, they'll be App, App State's gonna be playing to make it in the college football playoff. Yep. Liberty, we saw what they did last year. Right. Um, returning. I mean, returning a bunch of key producers. So there, there's a lot of opportunity in in the year 2024. You while it's not P5 competition, it is it's pretty stout competition, at least when you're playing in the in the FPS level. 2025, Artie. Uh Labor Day weekend. I, I, I know that you've got some plans Labor Day weekend already for, for 2025. First weekend, start start the season off in Raleigh at, at the Wolfpack. Yeah. At NC State. Come home. You play Campbell, that's your FCS team. Then you go on the road, play at Coastal Carolina. That That's always a going to be a fun matchup. Look, that's one that I'm looking forward to for, for years to come. I'm, I'm excited to see this rivalry kind of build and progress um, going forward. I mean, two East Coast teams playing, and ECU has the history. Coastal Carolina, Coastal Carolina has the recent history. Um, and then lastly, you got BYU coming into Dowdy. So lot, lots of great opportunity over the next two years, Artie. Um, any game, I mean, of course, NC State uh, is exciting. Any yeah, you know, know
1: and, 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 you know, hate hate that I can't make the NC State game. Hate that you won't be able to make the NC State game. Um, that, that that weekend, but we we got we got bigger and better things to do. We got bigger and better things to do Labor Day weekend, twenty twenty five. So, but I mean, outside of that, that coastal, yeah, that 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 coastal one is definitely I'm 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 geared up for for that robbery. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and then I mean, already in twenty twenty six, just looking ahead, you got Central, App State, West Virginia, and then at Old Dominion once again. So, uh, yeah. that, that, I mean, the next three years aren't terrible. No, they're not. Um, twenty twenty seven, Wake Forest and Georgia State are are on the are on the calendar. Um, I like the
1: Wake game. I don't know why. I just I I like the Wake. We, we, we it's like we never play Wake ever, so I, I like that.
0: And it, it it's right in our backyard.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like I like the Wake
0: game. I I'm excited about that one. Um, considering I will have to drive all of ten minutes to go to go to that game. Um, I mean 2028 NC State at home Coastal Carolina at home and then at Wake Forest so 2027 is at ECU 2028 is at Wake Forest so nice. I mean I'm excited about that I'd, I'd love I think Wake's a, a good schedule for ECU right now I, I think that that's a good team to have on the schedule hey if Carolina's not going to schedule you if NC State's not going to extend I like to have Wake. I wouldn't mind adding Duke there either. Um, all right, Artie, let's let's move on. Any anything else on the schedule front?
1: No, I, I think I think we've talked about football enough to be honest with you. Uh, but moving right along, got basketball to talk about. Hell of a weekend in, in, in basketball, we mentioned before we came on. The, the podcast it was kind of a freaky Friday with, with, with basketball, right? Because you have the men kind of doing, doing their thing, kind of stringing together a few wins here, and then the women uh, surprisingly losing back-to-back games. Uh, but we'll just kind of dive right into it. We'll talk about men's basketball here first. Uh, 2-0 since our last episode, won three straight in AAC play. Um, now, granted, none of these wins have been against teams higher than them in the standings. Uh, but we sweep the season series with Wichita State. Um, also got a uh, win against the Green, Green Wave in Tulane. Uh, this past weekend, so talk to me about ECU basketball. How do you, how do you feel about men's basketball sitting at fourteen and twelve? What are what are your thoughts? What are your thinkings about uh, where this program is right now? How the how the team has responded over the last few days?
0: Yeah, I mean, o- over the last week and a half, I mean, we we've seen it. They, they've been winning games, and it show it's starting to show that the team is is kind of I don't want to say coming together because I I don't want to make it seem like that this team hasn't been bonded um but I I think they're figuring it out how to play together and how to build off each other's strengths um we've seen it the last two games RJ Felton and then uh Davis I mean really just or Brandon Johnson excuse me I I don't know where that came from but um Johnson really I mean kind of leading the way and that that's what it's been then you got Bobby Pettiford Cam Hayes in there this team has the potential and, and we've seen it all year playing in tight and tight games against quality opponents. Right. And and they just haven't been able to get over the hump. Um, It seems like now that this basketball team is really starting to catch their stride and and get hot at the right time. Um, Now you've you've got some pretty good matchups coming up on the schedule. Um, You got Memphis, uh, I believe in the next week or so, um, which Memphis has been struggling down the stretch. Um, you, I I think you've got two winnable games. You can extend this three game winning streak to, to longer. I I do. I I think that playing rice and and then playing Memphis, uh, it's going to give you a good opportunity to really kind of make a move and get out of that middle ground in the conference.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. And, you know, kind of want to shout out a, a couple of guys here, RJ Felton, Brandon Johnson, Brandon Johnson according uh, to his 20th double double as a pirate that's eighth all time uh which is just absolutely absurd so shout out to Brandon Johnson uh R.J. Felton became the 34th player in school history to hit a thousand points as a pirate so uh shout out to R.J. Felton and Brandon Johnson um you know a few weeks ago we were talking about Mike Schwartz seat being hot you know you know if, if we are you know not finishing the season that we want to be is his seat kind of Is it is it getting hot, right? Is it is it is it it on the verge of people saying, okay, I don't know if he's the guy. Do you think he's kind of right at the wrongs a little bit? Do you think he's right in the ship, or do you think it was never a situation? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even more.
0: If if people were saying uh, Mike Schwartz's seat was hot two weeks ago, uh, I I want you to come out and apologize now because he is quite possibly put together one of the best teams. That ECU's had in the last 10 years, 15 years. And that's not saying much. Don't get me wrong. That's not saying much. But what I am saying is, it's one of the, he's put together a team and has shown that we're, we're competitive. We're competing with teams that, that are in, in the top 25. I mean, we've done it with South Carolina. They're in the top 25, played close with Florida Atlantic until, until late. I mean, Florida, another team that while that they're, well, they're not in the top 25, I don't think we, we played them tight, right? Yeah. So we've played quality opponents tight all year long and we just don't, we don't have anything to show for it. We've won the games that we we're supposed to win. Yeah. We've dropped a couple that we shouldn't have along the way. And, and that's just, that's the growing pains of college basketball. That's the growing pains of, of any sport is you're going to drop some along the way. But what we've seen over the past week and a half, two weeks, is this team is okay. We're beating the teams that we need to beat. We're over 500. We're 14 and 12. We're starting to build momentum going into the conference tournament.
1: No, completely, completely, and utterly agree. And look, I, I didn't even know this is the first time we've won seven American Athletic Conference games <laughs> in in the season. That's that's this year. First time we've won three in a row uh, in, in in the conference. So no, the the seat's not hot. The seat's not even warm. Give this man some time. Chill out. Stop being couch I, potatoes. I do right. want to.
0: I do want to give a shout out to Pilot Zach Eleven on on, on social, he, on on Twitter X whatever you want to call it. Um, he he did the digging, so I wanted to give him a shout out. issues is four and one in quad three games. They're nine and three in quad four games. So you're winning the games that you should win, right? Yeah. Um, but they're combined 0 and 8 in Quad One and Quad Two. Okay, now you're 0 and 8, but four of those losses have come from or come by scores of one, five, six, and eight. So they they've lost by one, five, six, and eight points in four of those eight games. Right. So th- that's what I'm saying is is you're close to to really putting together a a really impressive season here at ECU, and you. You can do nothing but build on it going forward. So um, Mike Schwartz seat, not hot. Um, I, I think his seat is very comfortable right now.
1: Yeah, completely agree. And now on the flip side of that, ECU women's basketball, the the the, the, the darlings, the, the team that had all the momentum thought the week, you know, this, this team has got everything going for them. They can finish, you know, seven, eight, nine games over 500 if they want to. They've lost three in a row. Um, got beat down to Rice, did not see that one coming at all. Completely beat down to Rice, lost to Memphis, um, in the nail biter 72 to 70. And then tonight, uh, just recently, not too long ago, lost to uh, South Florida 78 68 at home. Um, which in which the Bulls led all four quarters. What do you think is going on with this women's basketball team right now while we're on this uh, on this skit?
0: I, I, I think really it's the injuries finally catching up to, to ECU. Yeah. Um, I mean, and don't get me wrong. South Florida, Rice, both those teams are, are above you in, in the standings. I believe Memphis is also. Um, so overall, you, you're not losing the teams that you should be beating. You're, you're losing the teams that are are ahead of you. Um, it would have been nice to win those games, but I, I'm not as concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with you got four games left in the season, finish the season strong. You got a tough one coming up with North Texas. Um, Finish the season strong, and, and you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to maybe make a make a run in in the conference tournament like we did last year. Um, I, I I'm not too worried about Kim McNeil. I'm not too worried about this team. Um, am Am I? Are my expectations a little uh, tempered now? Yes. I mean, now that we're kind of going through this rough stretch, mm-hmm. if we can't get it figured out in the in the next game or two, like then I'm going to be really kind of concerned going into conference tournament play, but we get it figured out, go into conference tournament, the conference tournament on a, on a high street. uh, I'll, I'll be just fine with that.
1: Yeah. Like you said, I, I, I'm, you know, expectations are definitely tempered, but we're not hitting the panic button. Um, I think, you know, obviously, like you said, the the injuries are finally starting to catch up to us and we are losing to some pretty good competition. Would have loved to have seen us still one or two of those games, obviously. Um, but, you know, these next two games, I think we can write the ship. Like you said, SMU, North Texas. North Texas on my birthday, all right? Tuesday, February 27th. At least get us a dub on my birthday. That's all I ask. Bring Artemis a birthday dub against North Texas. That's all I'm asking for. That's what I'm
0: The big 2-9. Yes. Party. Ooh, okay. Don't say it,
1: man. Last year in my 20s. Don't say it. Don't say it.
0: Uh, well, 29 years old young whatever Ooh. you want to call it. Um all right, real quick, uh we're going to get to baseball here here in a minute. I know that's what everybody's listening for. But got to give a shout out to ECU softball. Uh, 11 and 1 Ooh. on the season. Another strong Ooh. week for the Pirates. Um winning also winning a lot of clutch games. I mean, I, I believe they've won on on at least two or three walk-offs at, at this point and we're just 2 weeks into the season. Um nine hitters currently averaging over 300 with at least 15 at bats. The team ERA is 1.11. Opponents are 7.56. Emma Jackson leading the NCAA with 24 hits, 10 doubles, 571 batting average. Morgan Johnson, I mean, leading the NCAA in total RBIs with 21. The Pirates are hot, man. 11 and 1? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, rank these ladies.
1: I, I, I was honestly before we came on the show I was looking to see if they were ranked. They're not ranked in any capacity, not yet. In, in any capacity. Eleven and one does not get you ranked. You, you, got, you got you still got a lot of
0: undefeated teams. Or that is yet. true. I'm,
1: and and I know you got your Oklahomas and your Texas and your LSU in the world. I, and I get all that.
0: In college softball, it, it's not uncommon for for a team to only have two two losses, right? One loss. Or I mean, there's been undefeated teams in college softball. So, um, but hey. Put some London respect one, on their one. name.
1: Yeah,
0: the Lady Bucks. I know they don't want us to use that, but the Lady Pirates. The get, put some respect on them, and get out there. Hey, <laughs> why'd you use it? <laughs> hey, I I don't care. I, I think it says in there, don't call them the Lady Pirates, but um, that that's from ECU, not from ECU softball. But uh, all right, Pirate Invitational this weekend. Uh, lots of lots of softball to be had in. In, uh ECU. So Towson comes into town Friday, North Carolina central later in the day, Friday writer um, who we just saw in baseball yeah. on Saturday, then Towson again on Saturday, North Carolina central again on Sunday. So um, get over there. Hey, if you want a little, um, if you want a little pregame for, for what's to come on Sunday and Clark LeClaire, you can support these ladies. And then uh, tomorrow night, or next week—excuse me—I I read this wrong. Next week, huge game against NC State at home, four o'clock on ESPN Plus. Um, so check it out. All right, Artie, baseball, baseball number eleven in the country, sitting at three and one. Got a great, great start this past weekend, outscoring Rider thirty to two. Uh, with with riders two runs coming off of uh, solo home runs by the same guy, a freshman. I uh, Honestly, can't remember his name. I, w- I want to say it was Neri, something like that. Um. Anyways, sixteen to two on opening night. Then you shut them out the next two nights, seven nothing, both games. Artie, w- what was your feeling after Sunday?
1: Um, this is this is where we need to be. This is exactly where I expected us to be. Um, taking care of business against Ryder, doing exactly what we needed to do, getting prepared for Campbell. I, I, I knew, and it wasn't that I was trying to take Ryder for granted or overlook Ryder. Um, when you're a program of our caliber, though, you don't lose series to writer, you don't go two-one to Ryder. You go ahead, take care of your business, you flex your muscle, you sweep that series, you get prepared for the first real true test of the season, which was Campbell obviously we know what happened with Campbell we'll talk about that but um yeah that that was business as usual to me
0: yeah i mean that that felt like okay we we, we took care of business that first game against Campbell is always a tough one um shout out they, they got our number
1: man they do Campbell <laughs> Campbell's got us right now
0: shout out to that catcher turn pitcher that also hit a three-run bomb off us i mean that dude you want not talk to, about bad to the bone that guy was bad to the bone um, last night, and Campbell's victory over the Pirates, seven uh, six. Look, talking about that game, Artie. Pirates made mistakes. We've seen it last year during the midweek game. We made mistakes. Um, I, I, I don't know if, I don't think the moment's too big, but it just seemed like there was pressure. Right and and Coach Hare at Campbell plays a very like aggressive style of baseball. Yeah, squeeze bonding. I mean, plays very similar to how how the Pirates will play, right? Yeah, play small ball and and gonna force your hand. ECU when their hand was forced, they weren't able to execute. I mean, you had uh, Jacob Starling who who dropped the ball on on the tag on on a stolen base. That's an error that led to that extended the inning that led to a run. Um, and then Justin Wilcox and throwing it into center field in, in the bottom of the ninth or bottom of the eighth, excuse me, um, to give Campbell a, a shot to tie it up and, and then eventually take the lead in the eighth inning. Yeah. Um, and then you left 11 guys on base. You can't do that. It, it, leave 11 can't, guys. Campbell, sports. in my opinion, is the top 20 team in the country. They, they beat UCSB, uh, California, Santa Barbara, top 20 team in the country. Took the series from them over the weekend, beat us. They're a top twenty team. Honestly, probably a top fifteen team in the country. Mm. They're gonna be a hard out come June. Um and, and the pirates will we'll see them in, in CLS later on this season. Um wanna give a quick shout out to a friend of the podcast. Parker Bird. Yes. How cool is that? How cool is that? No, he made he made national news and everything. Like, like my, CBS. My even grandmother texted football. me to, my grandmother texted me today and said, do you know this Parker Bird kid? He's on Fox News, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I know Parker Bird." She was like, "Are you going to have him on the podcast?" Was I was like, podcast. "I was like, go check it out. It's like episode one thirty. Yeah, come on, come on, Grandma. Um, go go awesome. listen to the podcast. Support, support absolutely your grandson. awesome
1: story, man. Um,
0: awesome, awesome. But we knew
1: we knew he would get back to this point. I mean, just having him on, we knew that he was going to work his tail off to get put himself in a position to get to that point.
0: So, for sure, yeah. Um, And then already this weekend, it's a big one. I always love this series because I I love the aspect of traveling ECU Carolina game one at Chapel Hill game two at a neutral site in Fayetteville uh, Segra stadium in Fayetteville and then Sunday back home in Greenville. Welcome to the jungle ECU versus UNC. We're going to bring on our guest. She's been waiting in the wings long enough. Emily Messer joins the Boneyard Podcast as a UNC alum, super fan, who also lives in Greenville. She and I have gone back and forth on uh, on Twitter, talking about, about the Braves, part of Braves Twitter. Uh, Emily, welcome to yes, the Boneyard hi. Podcast. Thank
2: you. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So the Tar Heels start off 4-0. I mean mm-hmm. – make pretty easy work of Wagner and, and then uh, won a close game last night against Elon uh, off of a Vance Honeycut Grand Slam. Uh, what, what's going on with the Tar Heels yeah. so far this year?
2: Um, well, Vance is a stud, like always. Um, he got his 40th home run. He's had 50 stolen bases in his career. Um, so, I mean, and he's a North Carolina boy, born and bred. Um, we're young, though. like we're really young this year. So I think that Wagner series, of course, it's Wagner. Kind of like you said against Ryder, like y'all are expected to be Ryder. Of course, you're expected to be Wagner. um, But they came out, they like 46 runs this weekend. Um, They had 10 stolen bases, I think, in Sunday's game because I was at Clark LeClaire. So I was listening to Sunday's game (laughs) in my ear. Um, But I don't know. I... I love this series. Like you said, it's, it's fun for me, especially living in Greenville. Like it's, I mean, it's an in-state rivalry. You can't don't get much better between two top 15 teams who are consistently good. So
1: and Emily, what do what do you think we're going to see like in this matchup this this weekend? Carolina ECU. Do you, th- you think it's going to be fireworks? you think it's going to be slow going? Like, what do, what do you think we're going to see in this matchup? And you know, I love that every team gets a chance to be home, away, and neutral. I love that kind of a series. So, so what do you think we're going to see in this matchup?
2: Um, I think I think we're going to see one of the closer scoring ones. It's always pretty close. Um, I think there's going to be people on either side that can break out and hit those home runs, hit the long ball, like JCC or Vance Honeycut for us. Um, but it's going to come down to pitching like, like normal. Uh, we have two freshmen in our weekend rotation, so <laughs> we'll see how they hold up. Um, yeah.
0: Wasn't it, wasn't it y'all's Friday starter who, who went down right before the season? Yeah. Was that y'all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. T- talk to me about, I mean, your rotation going in, into the weekend, um, yeah. I mean, ec has got a, a pretty strong weekend rotation, but what's going on with Chapel Hill?
2: Yeah, so um, honestly, I don't know a lot about these guys because they're brand new to the program, um, so we have Freshman Friday, um, I think he's a junior on Saturday, and then a freshman again for Sunday. Um, well, well, they so, go with the
0: same rotation. Uh, Folger, Bo- is it Boaz? Boaz. And then, da- and then Dalton Pence, Pence. On, on Friday and, and Saturday?
2: Well, it depends because Pence can sometimes be our closer. So if Boaz gets in trouble on Friday, they might bring Pence in then. And then we're, our bullpen's pretty solid and is the stronger side, honestly, I think. So that's one thing we didn't have last year that I really trusted. Um, so I trust a little bit more. But I would almost hope they'd rather do, like, if they have to do a bullpen game, do it on Saturday and not on Sunday. (laughs) Uh,
0: Will will you be at all three games, or are you just going to one, going to two?
2: Saturday and Sunday.
0: Saturday and Sunday, okay. (laughs) Yeah,
2: because Friday my husband has to work. Um, But, yeah, I'll be the one little dot of blue down the baseline
0: (laughs) i'm sure there will be more blue than than just one little dot yeah um
2: it it doesn't feel like (laughs) many um it doesn't feel like many but i and that's where um oh it's a senior it's our senior saturday ben peterson i should know that but um i don't know i don't know what to say i think the game will come down to one who manages better? But everybody always says that. And then also, we have two of our infielders and our catcher are freshmen, and our right fielder. So also, how do they stand up to it? I'm glad our left fielder is a little more experienced, given um, some of the chanting y'all do in the jungle. <laughs>
0: like hey, at, at least he's nice. in left field. They're a little more tame than they are in right field. Right field <laughs> is gonna. Right field's gonna probably hear some things that. You probably wouldn't want to be heard by, by some of the younger kids. So, um, yeah,
2: no, sorry. If that's not I, in-depth analysis, I've been like sick all day. So I'm kind of, oh, we, oh,
0: we were talking about already having this flu podcast. I've, I've had a couple on, on this show, but, um, <laughs> now I, I wanted to talk cause you, you have the interesting perspective of you, you live in Greenville and mm-hmm. I, I can't remember how we really like how i figured that out um uh, on social media we're both part of brave's twitter yeah and and um we post stadium
2: selfies all the time i drag that's probably that's
0: probably it i I feel like i saw you and then you posted like a picture at clark leclerc and i was like wait what (laughs) um yeah but talk talk to me i mean you've you've you go to clark leclerc i mean you live in greenville you're you're a fan of ECU when, when it's not Chapel Hill, when
2: it's not Chapel Hill. Yeah. Or so, I went to VCU for my grad school. So when y'all play VCU on a Tuesday, um, okay. but uh, otherwise, otherwise um, I mean, honestly we probably have more ECU gear in this house than we do Carolina. Cause my um, stepson's a huge um, ECU fan. I mean, he grew up in Greenville. Um, so yeah, it's interesting for me because that's what's hard. I was joking about it the last last year because I was really excited, like, of course, when we won at Clark LeClaire, but, like, y'all had us on the ropes there, and I was, like, getting excited when Hoof came up, and then I was like, no, I can't cheer for him right now. Like, I need to sit back down, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that's one of the things from the outside looking at I mean, I'm going to talk about trash this weekend. But I think ECU's always, they're well-rounded, and they always have someone that pops up that you're not expecting. Um, It's not like you just have the one or two superstars. Like, of course, like you savage the pitcher. Like, that's who, like, everybody knows. But there's going to be a pitcher that I'm like, who is that guy? And he shuts us down, you know. Um,
0: But it's, yeah. There's a lot of depth, at least there's a lot of depth on this ECU team and, and they're not they're not too old but they're not they're not like Carolina where, where you get a lot of freshmen um, right. you got a lot of guys that have been there I mean now you do have like Dixon Williams who is still kind of new to the everyday lineup um, and, and that that's that's the thing is, is ECU is is built and, and as you know this like ECU is built to compete every year Carolina is the same way, but this year they're, they're kind of going through may go through some growing pains with having a bunch of freshmen in the starting lineup, but that builds for next year and the year after. I I wonder what it's going to be like for them playing in the atmosphere. ECU versus Carolina uh, top. Like you said, a top 15 matchup all weekend. Yeah. And and the
2: second weekend, like, I mean, it's your second weekend playing college ball, and I, <laughs>
0: that's I, what I te- you have to go into. <laughs> I, I, I I texted Parker Bird, and I said, uh, don't worry about the walk. That first hit's going to be a walk-off against Carolina next weekend. So, uh, here's to hoping.
2: I mean, no, but I would love it for
0: Parker, <laughs> but... <laughs>
2: But see, that's one of those things. Like, I would jump up and cheer to be like, "Oh, never mind, never mind." Uh, but if you we gotta, win Friday and Saturday, he can walk it off Sunday. I'll get him Sunday we get
1: Okay. Um, on, the, on the flip of that, though, like, what what's what's the atmosphere like in Chapel Hill? Because i have never I've never actually witnessed a baseball game in, Chapel, in Chapel, Hill. Chapel Hill. Obviously, we know we know what the jungle's like. We know what Clark is like. What's that atmosphere gonna be like?
2: In so Chapel we Hill? have no seats in the outfield. It's all trees um in a dorm and then some kids sit at the um field hockey stadium and you can like peer over into baseball um but we have nobody in the outfield um did you go to virginia the virginia stadium for the no I, I went
0: i went to right. boshamer last year yeah um, my, my wife went to carolina so i i'm very familiar with, with boshamer and, kind of. and unc same
2: situation. And we um uh, so it's I say Virginia because it's kind of set up the same way where like mm-hmm. our concourses are there, it's kind of spread out. Um, it's all chair-back, so that's lovely. Awesome. Um, but that's that swanky
0: wine like and cheese to to money. A lot of money right yeah.
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> It's that uh George Steinbrenner courtyard money we got yeah. um up there. Um, but I mean it's not.
0: It's not we're sold out. It we're sold yeah. out,
2: but it, it's not gonna feel the same. It doesn't it feel like it can get yeah. crazy. Now what's weird is my parents season tickets are right on the line beside the visitors, which is probably not the best place to have me sit. <laughs> uh, but so I mean it gets really, really loud where we're sitting, but the visitors are right there. So um yeah, I feel like I'm not answering this question. I just don't want to talk bad about my school, but it is. We'll get oh, into it, but not it. as into it.
3: <laughs>
2: like it People aren't going to stand for three and a half hours for a game at Carolina. They, There's going to be a very drink, few of us. They got to drink
1: their Merlot, Artie. I was about to say, look, like, I know that I know they're going to have the, the the Gruyere and the Gouda you know, in <laughs> around. <so. laughs>
2: Even our BLTs are like fifteen dollars. That's absurd. Um, like I, I, if I you've never like- had a merits BLT and you'd go to Chapel Hill. Grab one while you're there. They're delicious.
0: But I think I actually ordered an IPA when I was there, Artie. Wow.
2: They have the same one at Clark LeClaire this year. It replaced the Pernicious. So the okay, seven I didn't know Clark Saturdays.
1: Delicious. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. Mm. Um, well, at least they did not Sunday. Um, it's by the R&D who make the Pirates brew.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
2: okay. I think it's called Seven Saturdays or something. Anyway, sorry.
0: Love that. IPA. Good to know. Uh, well, Emily, we won't keep you much longer. But since you are a Greenville native and, and live there, I, I do want to ask you the question we ask Anybody that's associated with ECU or Greenville. Um, mm-hmm. There's a there's a little known establishment called Sup Dogs. Oh, right, oh,
2: I'm ready. I'm
0: ready. Right there on Fifth Street. We, oh, oh, we got it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is what I'm telling <laughs>
2: you. The divide.
0: <laughs> there, hey, she. One of us.
2: That's so why I told my husband I'm not us. drinking vodka. I am supporting ECU, right? It <laughs> um, supports that's... Team Boneyard. So
0: now let me ask you, uh what's your order when you go to SUP Dogs?
2: Oh, I normally stick with wings, honestly.
0: Okay. Hey, the wings oh, are with bad.
2: wings. Sometimes onion rings to go with um. I'm uh, the cherry, cherry crush swirl, cherry the cherry crush. swirl okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um that one is
3: good. that's I my beverage The Orange, one, the, the original's
2: branches. not bad, but and see mm-hmm. Chapel Hill copied y'all there. They opened one on Franklin
0: Street. So hey, Brett Brett is a longtime friend of the podcast. Yeah. Um, so shout out to him. Just don't put one in Raleigh. They they don't deserve yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. They, they we don't can don't all agree on want.
1: that.
0: Yeah, they don't even want in Raleigh. No, they don't. And I um that was last
2: year. I know y'all are trying to get off of here but um, We went after Little League practice, we went to the NC State ECU game. (laughs) And my poor stepson, he's like, I'm kind of tired. I'm like, no, we're watching ECU play them. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) Get over it, kid.
2: Yeah. Like you said, when they're not playing Carolina, like, hey.
0: It's, it's
2: It's fun to root for the hometown team. Like, they have a lot of heart. How can you not love Cliff Godwin? How can you not love, like, you talked about Parker, how they rallied around him. Um still honoring Coach LeClaire like to go to school. I just that won't say that this weekend
0: this year. Hey, yeah, we we love it. And <laughs> yeah. I, I used I used to have a deep hatred for Carolina, but now Maybe that more. now that my wife my wife is my wife was on a full ride scholarship to to Chapel Hill. Uh shout out Roy for, for helping out with that. Like, look, I'm all I'm all for it go Chapel Hill, except for this weekend and really any other weekend, but I'm not going to hate y'all. Like I hate state. And that's what
2: I think the rivalry is about. Cause you have so many families divided. So
0: my, on Monday my, we can
2: be family again.
0: We we, we we will be family. Um, But Emily, thank you. Have fun this weekend. Unfortunately, I, I'm trying to convince my wife to, to let me go Sunday, but um, unfortunately I don't think we'll be able to make it. I think some of our team we, will be there, but.
2: Well, we have one extra jungle ticket. So if you know someone who needs one, let oh. us know.
0: Pirate Nation, hit up yeah. Toriel's Emily. Blow, blow her up on, on X. So uh, shout out. And then, uh, yeah, well, br- I'm excited for the Brave season this year. So G- gonna be going to be Me? fun.
2: It's going to be weird with Wash not there. Honestly, that of all the movement and in MLB and this EY. year, Wash leaving. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's going to be three interesting. So um but we, we can we can talk Braves baseball. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah. there, there's enough Braves baseball podcast, but Emily and I could probably put together a, a Braves baseball podcast. Um but sure. Emily, thanks for jumping on. Uh we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. And uh thanks, and go man. pirates. Go Hales. <laughs> uh good good catching up um like i said we we've gone back for the last two or three years uh, on uh social media she she also um our good friends the uh hill brothers podcast out of chapel hill she yeah. she does a segment with them quite often on, uh, on on their podcast so check them out hill brothers um Artie, let's see do you ever walk the plank
1: um no, well, yes, but I think it's a unanimous walk the plank, and, and I'm gonna let you take the floor on on that one. But um,
0: outside of that one, no, I don't have a walk to plank. Uh, okay, it is Tony Wefren says, uh, z-
1: however the hell you spell his last name. Who get? Who gives a shit?
0: Nobody gives a shit. Dude, doesn't matter. Um, the guy. I'm trying to find the actual tweet. Uh, people absolutely murdered him.
1: Oh yeah, I mean they, they on, came after this. I mean they came after this dude's life, his entire life. I mean,
0: yeah, they, they had his whole discography in 15 minutes. I mean, people were calling him out. Um, people were calling him out. The the tweet. Tony Tony Winch. Um, unpopular opinion. ECU publicity stunt is not. Meaningful since it wasn't competitive. Talked a bunch about how Parker couldn't get out of the way of a fastball if it was thrown at him. Yada yada yada. Tony, you can walk the damn plank this day, tomorrow, last day, whatever. Get the hell out of here. Nobody gives a shit. And yes, there was. I saw people saying things about there. There were some differing reports on whether it. it, He was a registered sex offender. Um, turns out it wasn't him, but somebody else was quick on the draw to figure out that this guy had had uh filed for bankruptcy so <laughs> they, dude, what are you doing? They had this man's whole they had him dead story. to rights like,
1: oh my goodness
0: bro come at on twitter do not come at e c u twitter unless you're gonna come correct. That's not all I'm gonna right. say. Do not come at us. Unless you're gonna come correct, so I'm like Salem witch trials, dude. I I mean, it was instantaneously that they had they had this whole man's life on blast.
1: But it's just there's just no need to say some dumb shit like that. I, I mean, you, it's a beautiful moment. Just accept the moment for what it is as a beautiful moment. Nothing more, nothing less. Right? What do you What do you expecting to gain for by by getting on Twitter? And saying some dumb ass shit like that. Like, what do you think you're going to gain from that? I, I It just makes no sense.
0: Yeah. But th- that's really my only walk the plank. I, I can't think of any others um, that had me up in a tizzy over the weekend. Um, yeah. Josh, NASCAR started. Uh, I-, I know people were upset that the Daytona 500, there was stuff going on with the Daytona 500.
1: Oh, yeah. What happened? I got pushed back to Monday. I know it's supposed to be on Sunday.
0: What, what, what was everybody talking about on, on, on NASCAR? So, first of all, the, the race did
3: get pushed. Uh, both the Xfinity race from Saturday and the Cup race from Sunday got pushed to Monday, ran Cup first, and then Xfinity. Um, so the controversy was at the end of the Cup race, the timing of the flags. So in NASCAR, when you take the white flag, the next flag ends the race. When you're on the last lap, the next flag ends the race. Right. The question initially was, did the leader get the white flag? Or was the light still green? Or did it turn yellow before they crossed the start-finish line to get the white flag? Well, the white flag waved. So then it was a matter of, okay, when does the caution light finally turn on because at one point uh, Alex Bowman who was came in second place for Hendrick Motors for Sports on 48 he ended up in front of William Byron the eventual winner and so the question was did William Byron cross first well, did he get the yellow flag or was it Alex Bowman the timing loop and everything the scoring loop had William Byron winning which either way it was a Hendrick Motorsports car, uh, but William Byron. I mean, his story is pretty. His story is great. I mean, mm-hmm. he started out iRacing racing on computers, and now he's Daytona Five Hundred champion. Like, <laughs> it doesn't so, get also, better also than also that. type shit. That was that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he started out on a racing sim. So,
0: I, I'm something that y'all may not know. I mean, I used to be really big into NASCAR, like going to three, four races a year um big i mean grew up five minutes from richard childress uh i i'm trying to get back into it i can't i can't pull for austin Dillon. i just can't do it uh josh any any recommendations on on who i should pull for
3: i always tell people this find a manufacturer first okay. find a team in the manufacturer then find a driver within the team
0: i mean i've, I've always been a chevy guy my my grandfather worked for General Motors. We got us the booth tickets. I I've, I think I've told the story on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Used to sit up next to Richard Childers in the General Motors booth at Charlotte. Was talking to him. I, I was a Hendrick Motorsports guy. I I, I look. I, I was. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Growing up, I was a Jeff Gordon fan. What kid wasn't? What I kid? Was. Wasn't? okay
3: Josh. <laughs> jimmy johnson seven times
0: sa- sa- same team <laughs> same team i mean hendrick motorsports i i just don't i don't because william byron he-, he drives the 24 car now right and you said alex bowman drives the 48 correct? right that- that's my thing is that i was watching racing back when winston was, was you put, you had tobacco and, and cigarettes still in the game, right? Like you, people would turn guys. I, I know that they're, they'll turn them still, but I, I I love that. I don't know that old school racing. I don't understand. Josh, I'm I just need to talk to you, man, because I don't understand the competition yellows. I don't understand the stages. I don't understand any of that anymore. I, yeah, I, that's what that's what has turned me off from trying to get back into NASCAR. I would love to get back into it. I kept talking all weekend. I was like, the Daytona 500s this weekend. Going to watch the Daytona 500, and my wife was like, you you never watch the Daytona 500. I was like, I'm going to this weekend, and then I watched it, and I was like, what is this? What what is <laughs> this stage? I don't understand. What's the point of this? Can you explain?
3: Yeah. So stages are. To me, they are a great addition on some races, right? Basically, it's a way to, stra- to help strategize and build in cautions when a race goes long. For instance, we had a race last year. They only had, I think, two cautions the entire race outside of the stages. I mean, we, I don't. for me, I don't want to see a race where someone ends up seven laps down because they simply just kept getting lapped. Like, I want it to be where if you're seven laps down, you have to sit in the pits for a little bit. I don't want, like, I want us to make sure that we get restarts. I want to see, you know, the, I want to see strategy play out based Natural on, like, like, right. Like at Daytona, at Daytona this past weekend or Monday, uh, the stages are set longer than the fuel in the vehicle can last. So it makes the strategy of, do you go for the stage points, which carry over into the playoffs? Or do you go for to set yourself up to win the race? And so it's 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 that game within the game that you have to really think about. And the the strategy that, that ended up winning was not the strategy of being conservative. It was just go for it, keep going for it, keep going for it. And when the checkered flag finally waved, which we didn't actually get a checkered flag, we got a yellow flag <laughs> to end the race. I mean, you know.
0: Also bring back racing to the racing to the flag. No. <laughs> because and, and
3: see and, and that's the thing. That's another thing with this race, with this with this particular situation was. Yeah, we would have loved to have seen them finish out that last lap. But when you see a driver come back up the racetrack and stall at the top, mm-hmm. I don't want to see people racing 189 back to him. Like if if they, if they would if they would have been Robin's tracks, racing if they oh, would have been in the grass, I get it, but I don't want to see them <laughs> charging back at these two drivers yeah, while they're that, middle that, of the middle put, of the racetrack. Yeah, that's
0: fair. Put them in the fence like that, Carl Edwards in Tal- <laughs> What was that, Talladega? Yeah.
3: Talladega. Carl I mean, Edwards, I, yeah. I, that was wild.
0: I'm, I'm here for the chaos. That's because you're not racing, <laughs> Josh. Josh, you and I are going to talk some NASCAR because I've got I've got thoughts and and. I would love to get back into it. Growing hey, up, I'm, growing I'm up, I didn't miss a race. race. I didn't miss. I mean, Artie and I are what an hour and a half away from Martinsville. Um, I mean,
1: we're we're in the middle of all of these different tracks we can get to within. Bring this.
0: back, bring back the Rock too.
1: Yeah,
0: I used to get a plenty of races at the Rock. Oh, Bowman Gray
1: right down the road used to hold a, hold a whole bunch of those races.
0: Well, so. you got you got Bum and Gray still in the summer, Artie. You, you need to get to Bum and Gray. I do. Josh, have to- you been?
3: Yeah. I have it. I, I grew up at Hickory, though. I grew up at Hickory. I go to Wake County now. Okay. I still go to Charlotte. You know.
0: Come come down to Winston. I'll take I'll take you to Bowman Gray. Uh, it, I I say it's the redneck capital of the world, and I mean it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You got you got to experience Bowman Gray. <laughs> it is
0: absolutely wild. Um, the madhouse as they call it. Josh, you and I we we're gonna talk off air about about some NASCAR because I want to get into it uh i i do i i would like to just,
1: on it. just just educate me because i i'm I'm a, I'm a i'm a i'm a nuance i don't i don't you know just educate me on
0: it like i said that's that's when i stopped <laughs> stopped watching was what what, what, what is that pit bull this is his race team track house Tr- mj has a race team now
3: exactly Twenty three eleven. hold on hold on <laughs>
1: Oh, I forgot about MJ's race team. That's
0: that's true. Yeah, with, with Denny Hamlin. If, if you're still watching right now, shout out to you. Uh, if you're listening. <laughs> what is talking about? If, if you're still listening, shout out to you. This is what we do after the show. Yeah, you're seeing a peek behind the curtain. This is what we talk about after the show. Um, shout out. Before, before Josh shows this, shout out to the Variety Sports Network. Follow us on social media at Boneyard Podcast. Okay,
1: Daniel Suarez. I'm sorry. At
0: Boneyard Podcast on on, uh, TikTok at the Boneyard Podcast. Uh, Shout out Tar Hills Emily for jumping on. Shout out Variety Sports Network. Leave us a five star review. If you don't, you can walk the damn plank. If you do, you're a best friend of the podcast for life. Josh, boogity, boogity, boogity. Is that a pen? What, yeah, all, all the, the pin, pin. The pins, man. Pins are all. The, pin, I I used to have my hat. Same. My head would hurt because I had all those pins poking out of my hat <laughs> into my head. I I'd, I'd walk around. I'd have a headache for three days. Look good though, man. Man, all the all oh man. I I could talk NASCAR all day long. Uh, all right, Artie, let's get out of here. Let's do it. Hey, as always, Pirate Nation. We appreciate
1: you. We love you. Wash your hands. Wash your butts. Until next week. Deuce.